You know, I got a call from uh, a friend of mine yesterday, and uh, he was telling me he had, about a year ago, he had brought an atheist uh, with him, uh, two of them, and uh, he brought them to church, and then he let me speak to them out in the in the cafeteria out there, and I, I got to talk to him after second service for about two hours, and at first they were very combative, um, and... Um, Last week, one of them came to me and said, um, because he got saved um, that day, by the way, on the spot, hallelujah, I am a weapon of the Lord, amen, and so are you, you know, my, his word will not return to him empty, so he, he wanted to talk to me, and I said, hey, what's, I can't believe your, your face is different. <laughs> And he goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, man, I'm thinking about starting this ministry. <laughs> and he starts going into this whole thing. And he thinks I'm hearing him. But the whole time I'm looking at him, I'm going, I can't believe that you're like totally saved. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I, I cannot believe it is such a miraculous thing. And then, and then another friend called me and he said, he goes, he had brought his brother who's from England uh, over. And, and afterwards, God really touched him. And he came to Christ about, I don't know, almost a couple months ago. And um, he said, yeah, he goes, he, he's back in England now. He says, but he watches your podcast every week. And he says, and he's spreading it all around, <laughs> you know, and God's totally getting a hold of him. You, you know, you just never know when God's going to use you, you know, and I'm not talking just about me. Do you, do you know when people come in here, they encounter the body of Christ, don't they? You know, I, I see these side conversations and relationships and people follow up and I'll say, hey, how's it going? They go, yeah, man, I'm hanging out with this couple over here that totally reaching out to me and they start growing, you know, and I, I watch just our, our younger leaders just rising up and what God's doing in their hearts and lives and the power. And I, and I know that one day, you know, we're going to walk into this place with our walker and we're not going to be pastoring it anymore. You know, we'll be the they used to be pastors. And, you know, and, and, and the thing is, is that we're going to watch all these young people and, and older people and watch God just do great things in their lives and see that the Lord is active. And then I just want to translate right into the kingdom. I want to translate. I want to just go to that transcendent place and see the Lord right there face to face. Except I'll be on his feet. I'll, I'm going to hug. I've committed to hugging the Lord's feet for the first billion years. <laughs> After that, it's free game. I'm flying around. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what transcendency is like. I don't know if I'm going to do the Matrix thing, but, you know, Keanu Reeves, you know, is flying around. I don't think it'll be that lonely. You know, I think there's going to be plenty there. and it's, I'm, I'm just wondering what it's going to be like with no sin. So I've asked Jody, but she won't tell me what it's like. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just teasing. Amen. Well, um, as you see my title here, our, our uh, series, uh, The Power of the Gospels, there's such power in all the words of Jesus spoke. And um, some of the scripture, 26, I'm actually going through about 32 um, in the book of Mark, one I kind of just barely covered uh, about maybe a month or so ago, but I, I really felt like the Lord wanted me to go in more detail about it. And it's planting things that'll last. How many think that's important? 
there's so many things that we can waste our time on. And I, I think oftentimes we, you know, either in a painful rebellion, we see ourselves planting seeds that aren't fruitful, or in ignorance. Um, I'll, I'll observe, you know, just some, some, someone's life and I'll just see it go, boy, you're wasting so much time. I, I wish I could grab you and just go, these things won't work. Anything that you plant that's outside of the kingdom's power, that's not from heaven, is going to be a waste of time. You know, just so many times the Lord talks about the difference between investing in earthly things, which will just burn, and investing in heavenly things, which will last forever. And I really want us to encapsulate that and understand how powerful the kingdom is. The kingdom touches our personal lives. It, it touches our relationships. It, it touches our inner well-being, our joy. Um, it, it affects the way that we relate to people. It affects our longevity, our long-term relationships. Um, it affects our mind and how we think about things. The good news, and you're going to get that from the scripture, is that the kingdom is much more powerful than you think. I think the church makes a mistake. The church at large makes a mistake where it shifts too much power and onus on the believer trying to become a better believer. And, and because of that, we who criticize the local religions and say you're a religion by works, but yet when we live our own faith out, we see so many people finding their worth by their works rather than by God. Or in the same way, they find their growth through their works rather than growth through the power of the gospel and the seed of that gospel. When you got saved, did you receive the spirit of the Lord by what you did or by what you believed? I want you to think about it. Many of you know that scripture there is in Galatians, and I'm not going in Galatians today, but, or I'll touch one scripture, but did you receive the spirit by something that you did? Was it some action you did? Was it some new resolve that you had that the spirit entered into you? where somehow your works, works before God reached a measure of worthiness that the Spirit said, oh, I have to be in this person because of the measure of his worthiness. Or did you receive the Spirit when you believed that Jesus was the Christ and that he died on the cross for your sins, that there was an exchange, that his righteousness somehow acquired for you the access to a Holy Spirit who is God himself. How many say amen? amen. This, is, this is the good news of the gospel. And this is, I've heard, I've heard some people t come to me I've, through the years. They said, you know, Eric, you're preaching milk. You're, you're always talking about the cross and Jesus. Do you understand? That's not the milk part. That's the meat part. Right? It's, you know, it's not the laying on of hands and the, and the things of receiving the power of God. You, you only build on the foundation or the cornerstone that is Jesus Christ. There's nothing else to build on. If you plant earthly seeds, you'll get an earthly crop and it's not going to last. Young people, if you're out there, the world, the school systems, 
the sports systems are all going to turn you to the flesh. That's their objective. That's what the world, that's what the spirit of the world does. It turns you to yourself. It turns you to yourself to make you a better person. I, I saw a guy at the gym yesterday and he was wearing this shirt. He didn't understand that pride cometh before a big fall, like the scripture says. And the seven things the Lord hates, the, the, the number one thing is pride. And this guy's walking around this gym. He's a pretty big guy, but not that strong. But he, but he, he's walking, he's walking through the gym, and, and he, and he, and he's got this big thing on the back that says pride. And I see that all the time. It's kind of like if you would just turn to the Lord, you would see that your whole life is committed to something that in the end will betray you. But if you watch TV. You get on the Nike commercial or the Adidas commercial, the Reebok commercial, whatever commercial, and it'll tell you, Under Armour, have pride in yourself. Come on. Yeah. Right? Isn't that how it is? And, 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 and what do you think when you're watching it? You're thinking... <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And, and it's like, and you'd almost think that, are you against exercise? No, I exercise five, six days a week. I'm not against exercise. I'm pro-exercise. But if you put the pride in yourself as your motivator or as the thing that you think will make a difference in the kingdom, you're wrong. The kingdom is counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive. It doesn't work the way that you think it is. It's just like stocks. When, when you're watching the stock price and the stock price rises up, what does everyone want to do? They want to buy, right? That's a really good stock. I need to buy. That's not the time you buy a stock. How many know that? Right? Unless you're learning how to lose money. I could teach you all kinds of ways to lose money in the stock market. Most people can give you that lesson. But when, when everybody's buying, that, you know, that's the time when you're selling, right? When, when it's down and people are going, it's really no good. And all the pundits and the people are talking about how bad the stock is and the stock goes down. There's nothing changing in the value of that company typically. It's, it's capital and its portfolio is probably pretty similar unless it's some extreme bad news. And even then it could just be a quarterly report. But then... All of a sudden, it starts rising up. When it's down at the bottom, then you buy that stock. I'm not saying this is some rule, but I'm just saying it's counterintuitive. It doesn't make sense. It, the greatest is going to be the least, right? The first is going to be the last. The one who, the man who does not work, Romans 4 4, who does not ergon is the Greek, he, he doesn't do works. The man who does not work, but trust God who justifies the wicked, he is the one who is right with God. It doesn't make any sense. Abraham believed and it was credited to him righteousness. Right? David understood the same thing. Do you want to plant things that will last? And I don't just mean in the future. Like, oh, if you plant some things someday in the future, when you're in heaven... You'll get this big honking crown. 
<laughs> that, that, I'm sorry, but that is not the motivation. And it's not really the right way to see the kingdom. There are kingdom things that happen now. Amen? How many have seen the kingdom advance in your own life? How many have seen... How, come on, raise your hand high. Just say, the kingdom's been moving. Have you seen it? Have you seen it affect your kids? Have you seen it affect your neighborhood? Have you seen it affect your thinking? This is the kingdom advancing. Things are happening. Things are moving. You want to plant things that are lasting. Now, I'm going to get right to the text and then, then a little bit further than the one I covered about a week ago. Mark. Jesus said here, this is what the kingdom is like. By the way, he only says this two times in the Gospels. There's a couple times where he says, you know, the kingdom is not about, and he says, he mentions works. He says it in the opposite way. But when he, he says, this is what the kingdom is like, or let me tell you what it's like, exactly like. These are the two analogies that he uses. Two of them. That's it. This is what the kingdom's like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Can everyone say night and day? day. Whether he, everyone say sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and it grows, though he does not know how. Though he does not know how. This is is the, the starting point right here. This is what the kingdom's like. Man scatters some seed, he puts it on the ground, and then every night and day, all day, it doesn't matter whether he's sleeping or whether he's awake, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. Now think about it. The sower here, who mentioned, isn't mentioned anymore. He just he scattered the seed on the ground that he's not involved in the rest of the part. Okay? And then it says, all by itself. Can you say with me, all by itself? All by itself. itself. Man, the kingdom's a powerful thing. I, I have said, I have said little dinky little prayers to God. Not of works. I, I know, I know people who've gone, you know, if I say this prayer, then God will do it. No, no, no. I'm not talking about those kind of prayers. I'm talking about prayers that says, I know I'm saved. But God wants me to talk to him because I can. And I asked the question. I said, Lord, would you work in this? Would you do this great thing? Can everyone say all by itself? All by itself, itself, the soil produces grain. Grain. Grain to eat. Grain to produce all kinds of stuff. First the stock, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Verse 30. Again. Can you just say that with me? Say again. 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 So Jesus has to go. Now he's given his second analogy. What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? How many want to know what the kingdom of God is like? How many think Jesus would be the one that you'd ask? Right? Right? He's only saying it a couple times in the New Testament. These are it. What's the kingdom of God like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? What kind of picture can I give it? Like I gave it the one that scattered the seed. And when it scatters the seed, you know, whether you're sleeping, any time of day, it's going to grow. 
you know, all by itself. Huh, let me give you another parable. I mean, what's the closest thing I can come to another one to give you the same story? It's like a mustard seed, okay? Which is, you need like 725 to 760 uh, mustard seeds just to fill or weigh in a gram. That's a bunch you need. The, the mustard seed grows within a week or two, almost 15 feet. Did you know that? This is incredible. He, he says, which the mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on the earth, yet when planted by its way of the, all the shrubs, if you hear the translation, yet when planted, can everyone say planted? This is such a really incredible thing. Scattering the seed, planting. The kingdom needs us planting things. You believe that Jesus is the Christ. You know you're accepted by the Lord. That's why it always starts with the cross. And then you know that the spirit is in you because he's not in you because of your works. So you're a kingdom walking man or woman of God. Because of the Lord. And now through this kingdom power, you have the ability to scatter seeds and to plant things. Amen? Amen. And it says, when planted, it grows. When it's planted, yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all the garden plants. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how whether your night is sleeping. When you plant it, it's going to grow. And it's going to be the biggest thing around. Because it's the most impactful. That's why I've had this title, is planting things that will last. Planting things that are big. Planting things that make an impact. Planting things that aren't based around you. There are so many people that I meet that are planting themselves and growing themselves rather than being conduits of the kingdom. And it's so sad to me because I, I see them trying so hard. Usually it's, I want someone to like me or I want God to like me or I want to be accepted in the society. And look at me and I'm singing for you and I'm doing things. Look at me and I'm thinking, they missed the gospel. The gospel says you are looked at. You are liked, you are loved, you are accepted, you are redeemed, you are forgiven, you are filled with the goodness of God, with the grace of God. You are part of the kingdom. When you're planted, you're going to grow. That's, you know, (laughs) people will come and they'll go, I think think they raised their hand, I think they came to Christ. I'll know when they came to Christ because all by themselves, they'll grow. All by itself. You'll see. Did they go to the base camp? I hope they did, and I hope that helps. But no matter what, they'll grow. And I remember it in my life. Every day I'd wake up, if the Spirit of God was in me, I had to grow. There was something God was, even I, no matter what stupid thing, I could look up the word stupid and see my face in there. I could look up idiot and see my face there too in the dictionary. But it didn't matter. God was working in me because he was planted in me. How many say amen? Amen. I hope you see this. It becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. How many want to be such a big plant? I'm not saying that you want to be big and large. 
some of us are trying to lose weight constantly. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being a stature that you can be leaned on, that you can, people can take the shade of your faith, the shade of your confidence, and they can be under it. You don't have to try. You don't have to try to be something. I, I say all the time, the, the person that you see up here in, with me, Jody, and the people up here, the Lord willing, we're the same people that you see down the street because there's nothing different about it. This is our lives. This is who we are because God has planted a seed in itself. Can everyone say all by itself? All by itself. Okay, a couple introductions here that go, get me into my core point, and then I have some, I think, prophetic words. Letter A, the kingdom starts with people. A man scatters seed. I want you to see this. There's not an organization there. There's not a school there. There's not a structure there. There's not a religious vehicle. A man scatters seed. That's how it starts with the kingdom. Okay? The kingdom starts with people. Jesus didn't save, you know, Foursquare organization or um, Baptist organization or interdenomination organization. He saved me and you. How many say amen? amen? Okay? So it starts with people. The kingdom starts with small heavenly seeds. It's a small thing that you're planting. No matter where, whatever you're facing right now, you might think it looks mountainous and you go, I can't beat this or I can't get this. And I promise you, as you'll look back, you'll see yourself sowing a bunch of earthly seeds. You're planting things, but it's not necessarily kingdom things. A man scatters seed. It's got to be that heavenly seed. It's a dinky, little, tiny thing. The mustard seed is the other analogy he gives what the kingdom is like. If you want to plant things that will last, you don't have to plant these big, large things. You don't have to make these grand gestures. They're small things. Sometimes they just start with God working in your heart, aligning it different. Sometimes it's an unforgiveness. Where God's going, okay, are you ready for a breakthrough? And you're going, yes. And he says, I need you to forgive here. You're going like, well, that sucks. I don't want to do that. I want to go back over there. And God's going, a little thing. Maybe it's with your spouse. And God's going, I want to give you a deeper love for your spouse than you have had before. Okay? It's going to change the way you talk to them. It's going to change the way you listen. It's a little seed that you're going to plant. For some of you, it's smiling. God is saying, you plant. Do you know how much God can change? Just Do you know that he's dying to be joyous to the world through you? And, and imagine the Lord fills you up with the spirit and then you meet the first person. <laughs> I represent the Lord. Well, he must be upset all the time. And if you're always nagging, oh, I was like this, and I'm like that, it's like you're reflecting your flesh rather than planting the seeds of the kingdom, which is the Lord is full of joy. The Lord, you want to know what he's like? The love, the joy, he's peace, he's the patience, he's the kindness, he's the goodness, all the fruits of the spirit. He's also the powerful one. He's the omniscient one. God has a peace that transcends understanding. God isn't the one who gossips. He isn't the one who divides. He's not a faction. He's not the orgy. He's not the separator. 
You know, he's not the accuser. You start to see yourself accusing. That's not it. Those aren't the seeds to plant. They're small little seeds that are planted. Sometimes you can plant the gospel very small in someone that you want to see come to Christ. You could just walk up to them. I've had people I've walked up to, and Jody has too. I remember her in the airport one time, just walking up to this this man, and, and she grabbed him by, it was a young man, she grabbed him by the arm, and she goes, man, she goes, God's been talking to me about you on the plane. And he's like, what? He doesn't know who she is. She's never met her before. But you know what? That's where boldness comes in. And she goes, you know what? I just needed to tell you that God loves you. He wanted me to tell you, and he broke down. You know, when we were on our mission to Holland, we were in charge of the evangelism downtown in uh, bergen op And we we prayed as we bought launching. We were going to all the discos and the pot, you know, barista places. And we're going, all right, we're going to go straight into those places. We're just going to start sharing Christ. And we we said, Lord, lead us to the right person. We opened the door. We walked out. The first guy, an Italian, we led him to Christ. He was on his way to commit suicide. Wow. Literally. Two days later, we were eating spaghetti at his house. Man, could he cook. That was good spaghetti, you know? And the thing is, he goes, I can't believe, I can't believe that you guys came out right then. Oh, because we're kingdom people. God, God has us. Listen, do you want to know how quickly you can line up with the kingdom? It, right? it, it, listen, we've all seen unrighteousness in our life take us over. And we're going, oh, look at this unrighteousness. And it takes us over. We're going, oh, we're going on this really lousy path. And we look at unrighteousness and we go, wow, unrighteousness has power. Well, can I tell you, righteousness has more power. You want to just turn, all you need to do is turn to righteousness. Just a mustard seed. Just turn to the righteousness. And all of a sudden the Lord goes, kaboom, I change everything. This has changed, that's changed, this has changed, that's changed, all across. And you go, I can't believe it, I can't believe it so quickly. I thought I would have mourning and this would be awful. And this is, God's going, righteousness has power. Letter C, oh, one more thing. (laughs) This is pretty important. This may be the most important thing I might say. There's one more thing, but this is really, really important. Not everything you plant will produce. There are so many things you'll plant because they're not heavenly seeds. They're not from the Lord. You can even do spiritual things that look spiritual. Like Pentecostals are notorious. What do Pentecostals do? They speak in tongues. They prophesy. They do Pentecostal things. And so people do Pentecostal things thinking everything that they do that looks Pentecostal is from on high. And just because it is doesn't mean it is. I know people that are on committees and made decisions and said, this is God's decision. Why? Because we're the committee that's in charge, so it's the right decision. That's not when you get the right answer. You get the right answer when you get the right answer from God. How many say amen? Amen. I've heard men, I'm the leader, so this is God because I'm the leader. No, it's only you're the leader from God when you're the leader from God in your house. 
You can't just say you're the leader because you're some male. What does that do? It doesn't do anything. It's a service leadership. Right? Yeah, what's up? What am I going to lead at home? You lead in dying to your wife. Oh, great. Just as Christ gave himself up for his wife, you got to die to yourself. That has got to be the worst call ever. Right? How many have heard that call and said, I can't do that? Because you can't. Your flesh will take over and won't like it. You'll want to lead. You'll want to rule. There's all kinds of things that you want to do. But when the kingdom, which grows all by itself, sprouts and grows, you'll change. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel. And then you'll change. All by itself. How many say amen? Amen. Okay. This right here, when planted, it grows and becomes the largest. It has such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. I think I made that point already. And the letter letter C, then I'm going to get to what I think is the word for us. The kingdom begins, uh, I'm sorry, spreads by scattering. I'm mistyped there. It's not just a man scattering with seed, but he's scattering it. That word, I put it down there, balo, to throw, to cast, to place, deposit, pour, thrust, send forth. It even has some attack connotations of assaulting. It's like moving the seed into place. You know, a man, it starts with people, not organizations. It's not anything that you plant. Well, I just invest. And people often misunderstand the Proverbs. They they look at it, you know, there's Proverbs that said, hard work leads to, to profit. They go, see, I just hard work is the answer for everything. No, those proverbs start with the fear of the Lord as the beginning of wisdom. It's not just hard work. It's hard work in the Lord. And, and the thing is, is that a man has to have a heavenly seed that he plants. And he's got to toss it. You gotta, the seed has to be thrown. You, you can't just hold on to it. You can't just... There are so many of you that have encouraging words for somebody and you're just holding on to these heavenly seeds that can change people's lives right now. You know, my wife sent me a text the other day. I was working on some music and she totally encouraged me in a text. It was one text. It was like five words. And that changed my whole day. Because it doesn't matter if there's 20 people can come up and go, Eric, really like this and like that. But when my wife says it, who knows me, it means so much more. Dads, moms, when you talk to your kids, you have the ability to see them past their, their, uh, where they are presently. It's the gift of prophecy. You see people past where they are. And then you speak it to them. Because you're speaking on a kingdom behalf to help move them to that place You give them the picture that they can see. You can't make up stuff because then they won't see it because it's not real. But when it's from the Lord, when it's a heavenly seed and you scatter it, you have to toss it. You can't just hold it. You have to toss it. You have to throw it. You have to plant it. And you don't know how it's going to work out, but you trust God with it. How many say amen? Amen. All right. Planting things that will last let me get it. This is what I think the Lord says. I've called you to plant. How many want to plant some seeds right now? 
Come on. Can you think of stuff? Do you want, you want, you want your life? How many want your life to change? You've got to plant seeds. You've got to plant heavenly seeds. You've got to take the things that the Lord is depositing in your heart and you've got to act on them. This is, you're not going to save yourself by your works. You're not going to plant your own works to be saved. You're already saved. And you know the Lord. And now you're looking at the heavenly things. He gives you a vision. He gives you a touch. He gives you an encouragement. He gives you gifts. And you have these gifts. And gifts are made to what? Give. You get them. I've called you to plant. A man scatters seed on the ground. It's got to hit the ground. Plant seeds. Plant relationships. Plant ministries. Plant words. Plant encouragement. Speak to yourself. If you need to, to change things, plant seeds of courage, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is good, plant those things. It's got to hit the ground. It's got to hit the ground. A man scatters seed on the ground. I've called you to plant. Jesus says, I've made you farmers. You're called to plant seeds. You gotta toss them. You, 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 you're gonna be around young people and you're gonna plant seeds. Quickly, just plant seeds. Just take things out of your pocket and start throwing them on. Hey, this is let me plant some heavenly seeds. All the time, everywhere you go, you're planting seeds. Little things. You know, I, I, I was at the gym and I had some guy come talk to me and he was asking me about God. And it was like, he was so questioning it. You know, like, God's not alive, God's not alive. And I looked at him and I said, well, sounds like you're not too sure. And he goes, well, and I go, I want you to look me in the eye. And he, and he kind of looked me in the eye and I go, no, really. Look me in the eye. Look into my soul. And he looked deep and I go, don't be afraid. Men are afraid to look in men's eyes. Trust me, I don't want to kiss you. Look me in the eye. And he looked me in the eye. And I said, God is alive. And I said, Jesus Christ. And I just laid out the gospel to him. And I could tell that he was shaken at the core. And he didn't just turn around and accept Christ then. But I know that God worked it. Because it's a heavenly seed. Amen. It's a heavenly seed. I've called you to plant. Number two, I've called you to win. This is this goes. This is I can't say this enough in our church. We, we are not called to lose. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the Lord saying, "I've come to save you," but there's an enemy out there, and there's some antichrist out there that's really big, and we're probably going to lose. So be afraid. Make sure that you get a cold storage and store a lot of water. Because you want to come off fearful to the society because that'll show that your confidence is in the Antichrist to come. Or you can actually just say, my God will take care of me, throw me into the flames of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Do what you need to do, but my God will take care of me. He'll feed you with the ravens, with Elijah. He'll take care of you when the, when the Egyptians are coming after you. When the enemy in Joshua's time occupied the land, he said, go out there and take it. Remember that one family who said, we don't know what to do. What are we going? He goes, God gave you that land. Now go get it. Go get it. Take the steps and get it. I've called you to win. Hebrews says that I take no pleasure in those who shrink back. 
God's not saying, I take away my salvation from those who shrink back. No. He goes, it's not fun for me. God's saying, it's not fun for me when you shrink back from the thing that I'm trying to help you defeat. There's some of you that need to have conversations with your kids and you're afraid to have them. You you think about them and daydream, but you never say it. There's things that you may need to talk with your spouse. You need to be truthful. You need to say some things and you can't shrink back. There's things that you need to step forward. There's (laughs) night and day. Listen, if you get this, you'll get what I'm saying, that I'm not just a hurrah person. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Night and day, the whole day, the whole night, you're sleeping during part of that. Well, it doesn't matter. He's covering the swing shift, right? It's like you're sleeping, you're getting up, it's during the night or it's during the day, the seed sprouts and it grows. The stalk, the thin stalk grows. It's wavering, but it's thin. And then you see the head come out and then the grain comes out and finally it produces something. It's going to produce something grain that you're going to be able to use. You're going to win 24 hours a day. This is the promise of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Listen, Jesus does not guarantee everything to grow, like I said. But he promises any heavenly seed that you plant will grow. Listen, real quick. It's spontaneous growth. Okay? Remember the early disciples? They didn't go to Liberty College. They were ignorant, uneducated men. That made a difference. One of the very first people that was a powerful influence in my life was a heroin addict for 17 years. And he was powerful in the Lord and smart. I'm not against school. Go to school if the Lord calls you to school. Don't go because the world says that's what you ought to do. Whenever you're led by the world, that's a bad idea. Right? It's supernatural growth. Okay? It's it's not saying, well, he planted the seed. I'm going to try to become a better soil. I need to become a better soil. That's not the context here. He's saying it grows whether you do anything or not. That's the question. That's the answer. It's a successful growth. Do you understand that the time of Christ, through the entire history, from the beginning of Adam and Eve, all the way to the time of Christ, and now fulfilled for us, is that he represents the jubilee that everyone was looking for. The final answer. I know some people that are waiting just for the return of Christ. The return of Christ, amen, come Lord Jesus, we want that. But the victory is already now. And if not, look at Revelation. It's prophesying about the cross. It's looking backwards much of the time. You know, he was slain, it says over and over again in the book of Revelation. That's for us. That's, that's talking a couple thousand years ago. And it's prophetic to us. It's successful. It's satisfying. Do, do you know when you watch God work, these little things that you think can't be beat or can't be gotten through or you're never going to find your purpose or it's never going to happen. Well, if you're following your purpose or your dream by your own flesh with your own ideas, yes, it'll never happen. And if it does happen, you will never be satisfied. It won't satisfy. It won't work. But if you do, trust the Lord and watch him do it. 
you'll see that it, you cannot believe how satisfying it is. You'll just look back and you'll go, I can't believe God's done this. I can't tell you how many times I've looked back and I think, Lord, I don't deserve this. I feel like Peter. He's going, Lord, I'm a sinful man. You got to get away from me. But God does it anywhere else. God does it anyway. It's a shared growth. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it. Everyone say it with me. Say, God made it grow. grow. One more time. Just say, God made it grow. grow. I, I want you to see this. I planted it. My bro, Apollos, he watered it. But, <laughs> I mean, what do you do? You, you throw the seed. And, and, and the rain comes down, and you water it, however it works, and then, boy, it just, it just starts to grow. It just starts to grow. God made it grow. That's how it works. This is good news, isn't it? You should leave totally encouraged in truth. There are so many things that you can plant right now. Look at what he says. Neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything. Again, I hate to point it out, but it's not pointing at you. It's not going, and you were amazing. The way Paul's going. Paul, do you understand Paul has this huge brag off? He goes, you want to brag? Everything that you think you have to brag, I got more. As far as prophetic things, I'm right there in the line. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Pharisee. I know the law better than the Reformers, the Presbyterians, the Foursquare, the Baptists. I know the law better than you'll ever know it. And you want to know I'm right in line. As far as legalistic righteousness, me living in righteousness by the law, faultless. Paul is saying he's faultless in Hebrews. You're, you're not, or Philippians, you're not going to see this. I am exactly this way. Then you know how he finishes it? He says, but I consider it all rubbish. You know, that's crap. I consider it's all crap. Poo-poos. Is that a better word? Poo-poo. Poop. It's all poop. Right? Can you picture the poop? Right? We bury the poop. Right? What do you do with your poop? You flush the poop? You get rid of the poop? No room for the poop? Right? Deuteronomy 23, 12, God says this way, after he's laid out the law, the whole thing, God comes to Moses and the children of Israel, and he says, when I get to the camp, make sure that you grab all the poop, and I want you to take it outside the camp. How many know this scripture? Deuteronomy 23, 12, I know because I had a friend me and I'd always encourage him, and I go, the Lord gave me 23, Deuteronomy 23, 12 for you today. <laughs> You're the poop, though. You got to get out of the camp. <laughs> Neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. How many want to plant things that'll last? Yeah. This is why Jesus lays these things out. You, you, you go, I want love and all that stuff, and you are going to but this guy, he loves me, and I'm telling you, go ahead, marry him then. Do all the things you're going to do, and then you'll wake up with him, and you'll realize you can't stand him. You know why? Because he's an earthly thing you planted. Now God's saying you've got to stick it out, and God can change it by you planting heavenly things in that relationship. How many say amen? Ooh, that got quiet. That's good. (laughs) 
You can never say, I don't say it like I think it is. Jody goes, you never have to wonder what Eric's thinking. Just ask him. <laughs> There's a few of you going, this is the last time I'm going to this church. Hey, there's a bunch of other churches. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. Ephesians 2.10, and I'll wrap it up here. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Listen to these scriptures. We have this treasure, which is Christ, in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God. Can everyone say, not from us? God's saying, I want you to show people that it's from, from us. And then here's the last two points. Number three, I've called you to multiply. I've already shared this. That's that word there. All by itself is that Greek word there, automatos. Okay? Like a tomato, automatos. Self-excited, of its own accord, acting spontaneously. It does it. It multiplies. It, it's a seed that multiplies. You scatter the seed, and then the seed plants things. And then that thing plants things. And that thing plants things. There are some of you that are so weighed down because you are carrying so much seed that the Lord has given you. Like, you literally, it's like God gave you, he's given you stuff that you can't even see it. Like, it's like the sponge so filled with water, it just needs to be squeezed out so that it can pull in more stuff. You, you got so much heavenly seed, but you just haven't scattered it. And you're going, man, my back's sore all the time. And you're thinking, man, like, I don't know how I'm not moving forward. And God's saying, plant seeds, win, multiply, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle to their desolate cities. Do you know that God wants your offspring to take over nations? Do you believe that? Listen, I'm watching churches that are planted and things that we're doing. And I believe that these things will change countries. They'll change the direction that they're going. I believe that there's things that I've said. I, I believe there's things that I've done just in my life, not because of me, just being a conduit of the Lord that is changing lives, that is changing the way our state is. I believe I've changed our state. How many believe you've made an impact on our state? Come on, raise your hand. If you, don't, if you haven't raised your hand, you've got to wonder, you are part of this kingdom. Everything you do is kingdom related. Amen? I'm going to skip this last one and get to this. I called you to harvest. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. I love Revelation 14, 15. It says, take your sickle and reap because the time to reap has come for the harvest of the earth is ripe. You guys, when the angel says this in Revelation, he's not talking about the future. Someday it'll be ripe. Do you know that Jesus already fulfills this scripture? He says, look up now. The harvest is ripe. How many say amen? How many believe the harvest is ripe? How many believe the harvest is ripe just in your life, the things that God wants to change? Come on, raise your hand high if you believe it. I'm going to close my eyes. Just raise your hand. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are the God that calls us to plant and win and to multiply, to harvest. Lord, I'm so excited. 
because I know that you're doing something in the spirit. Lord, that's my prayer for this message. Lord, I know that people can hear things and get excited about it. It'll last 10 seconds. If they walk out, it'll disappear. But Lord, I believe that the things that have been spoken from your word will grow. They'll sprout. They'll grow all by themselves. Lord, whether the people today leave and sleep 24 hours a day, you're going to work in them. Let the kingdom come. I speak to the seed and I say, grow in the power of God. Move in the power of God. Let your grace, Lord, infect, Lord, to grant an impulse, Lord, of radical growth. If that's you right now, can you just raise your hand and say, Lord, I want that seed. I want that seed to grow in my soul. Just raise your hand to God. Just say, Lord, I see it. I hear it. Have you heard what the Spirit said today? Lord, I say yes. Yes to the Spirit. Move in my soul. Move in my heart, Lord. And Father, multiply it too. There are some of you that have prayed for people. You've prayed for change in relationships. And the Lord is saying, you you don't lose heart. Don't grow weary in doing the good things and planting the right things. You will reap in due season. Don't give up. Be the good farmer who just continues to work the plow, continues to get the combine out, and says, hey, God's working. He'll make it grow. And some of you, there's got to be a repentance here. Sorry, I'm sorry I've gone late, but I can't miss this. There are some of you who are trying to make it grow. And that's not your job. It's not your ability. You can't make it grow. God makes it grow. And there's repentance. The repentance is you're going against the ways of the gospel and the kingdom. If that's you, will you just raise your hand right now to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I'm trying to make it grow. I'm trying to do it. But Lord, it's your business. And there are some here, the last one, is you haven't planted the seeds that you should have. You're carrying them around. You keep them. You put them in your pocket. You, you might even build storages for it in your head. You know, little categories in your mind. You keep it. Your, your spouse is right there, but you say very little. You, you let the fear, you let the spirit of the air, you let the enemy dictate what you'll say and how you'll encourage because of the flesh. And the Lord's saying, I want you to plant seeds. Stop holding on to them. If that's you, I'm not looking, but will you acknowledge it to the Lord? Raise your hand very high to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to plant seeds that make a difference. Heavenly seeds. Fruit of the Spirit seeds. Amen. Amen. How many got something from the Lord today? Come on, did you get something from the Lord? Amen. Thank you, Lord.